Hi, my name is Elena Perro. And my name is Aaron Funkhauser. Welcome, Welcome to, to Witch's, Witch's Breakfast. Breakfast. The podcast about Arthur Miller's The Crucible, which surrounds witchcraft in the late 1600s in Salem, Massachusetts. And the stereotypes used against Anand Syed in his 1999 trial as discussed in the first season of the 2014 podcast, Serial, hosted by Sarah Koenig. hysteria. Basically, when someone acts hysterical, they are acting irrationally and make decisions not based on concrete facts. In the crucible, hysteria grips the citizens of Salem and forces them to condemn their neighbors to hang from the gallows as evil witches. How is hysteria continued throughout the end of the witch trials? As soon as the first accusation of witchcraft emerged in Salem, hysteria was there to stay. In Act 1, Reverend Hale brings with him a multitude of books on his visit to Salem, and he states that each book is weighted with the authority to deal with evil spirits. But then, Reverend Hale claims we cannot look to superstition in this. I must tell you all that I shall not proceed unless you are prepared to believe if I should find no bruise of hell upon her. Why do Reverend Hale's actions not align with what he's saying? Reverend Hale's contradiction perfectly figures into the hysteria of Salem. By spouting words such as authority, devil, and wizard, he plays off of the crazed mindsets that the citizens are in, further hyping up the hysteria in Salem. Is he the only character in the Crucible that perpetuates this idea of witchcraft? Not even close. In the next act, Mary Warren faints during the witch trials, stating that she was being attacked by evil specters. But later on, Mary Warren is not able to faint in court. She states, I cannot faint now, sir. I never saw no spirits. I, I heard the other girls screaming, and you, your honor, seemed to believe them, and I, it were only sport in the beginning, sir. So Mary Warren was caught up in the figured feelings of the courtroom, but in reality, she confesses to lying when she's put on the spot. She admits to being caught up in the sport, the hysteria of the other girls. Correct. When she is pressured by Judge Danforth to faint, she cannot. In Acts 3 and 4, Judge Danforth himself adds greatly to the hysteria in Salem. In Act 3, Judge Danforth arrests 91 people because they signed a deposition supporting the supposed witches. He states, have warrants drawn for all of these. Arrest for examination. A person is either with this court or he must be counted against it. Wow, no wonder everyone was going crazy in Salem. So everyone was so afraid of the court that they bought into the hysteria to save themselves and their family? Yeah, exactly. Danforth's decision to arrest the 91 citizens of Salem caused the village to go crazy. Hysteria once again was created in Salem. In Act 4, Judge Danforth again adds to the hysteria in the town. How? In Act 4, Judge Danforth refuses to postpone the hangings of the accused witches. He states, I will not receive a plea for pardon or postponement. Them that will not confess will hang. Twelve already executed. Postponement now speaks of floundering on my part. I shall hang 10,000 that dare to rise against the law. What a nut job. Exactly. Danforth's refusal to postpone the hangings again throws Salem into a state of chaos. He refuses to accept that he was wrong and Salem goes mad preparing for the day's executions. Hysteria won the day in the end because citizens from Salem were executed based on no tangible evidence, or at least evidence that could not be used to convict someone of any crime. Wait, not, a, not enough evidence to convict, you say? Sounds like something else I've li- listened to, a non-Syed's case. But first, Witch's Breakfast. We'll be back after this short break. Are your kids not minding you? Are they driving you insane? Do they make you want to punt them like a football? Well, then this product is for you. Introducing Introducing Not My Kid. Kid. Not My Kid is a sign that you can hold up when your kids are being bad in public. Not My Kid will save you from so much embarrassment when your kid tries to eat grass. For the low, low price of three payments of $49.99, Not My Kid can be yours. 
Not my kid will make you live embarrassment free because that kid is not yours. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. So, Anand Syed was a high school student in the suburbs of Baltimore that was convicted of killing his ex-girlfriend, Heyman Lee. I've heard of this case before. Wasn't there a lot of discrepancy about Anand's guilt? Tons, but looking into this case a little more, there were a lot of things used against the people in the case. First, we'll start with Jay, who was a friend to Anand and also the star witness for the state's defense. Jay was the drug dealer friend who practically turned on him, right? Yep. A lot of classmates and peers saw Jay as thug-like. His physical appearance was included in the first season of Serial and definitely persuaded listeners to side with Anand. So for someone who had never met Jay, they could make assumptions and stereotype him as a bad guy and a liar. Exactly. Stereotypes are not limited to a listener's opinion about Jay either. The case of Samuel Scheinbein was similar to Anand's and was used against him. Scheinbein was granted bail and fled to the Middle East where his family originated. The state used a similarity to deny Anand bail because they felt he would flee to Pakistan to be with his quote-unquote uncle. So the state constructed this argument around the stereotype of the distrustful and evil Muslim that dominates the American opinion about Muslim men, and they used this to get what they wanted out of the case, right? Yep, adding to the Muslim stereotype, Sarah Canning explained how this stereotype could have influenced the court decision when deciding bail. During the trial, Anand's Muslim community filled the courtroom. Having that many people of Pakistani descent surrounding you when you make a ruling for one of their fellow community members is a lot of pressure. The jury could have been influenced by this Muslim t stereotype. Could the jury have believed the stereotype about Anand and his community? So they made a judgment call on that stereotype and decided that Anand truly was a distrustful evil Muslim. Possibly, but we can never know. This case is not your average murder trial. I completely agree. A lot of things about Anand's case were unusual, but the stereotypes that the listeners and the juries could have been biased to are textbook. Listeners questioning Jay's integrity because he was a drug dealer, the state trying to use Samuel Scheinbein's case against Anand just because he was another man of Middle Eastern descent, and the jury being influenced because of their stereotypical fears of Muslims. Anand could have easily been convicted because of the stereotypes surrounding him. Yep, stereotypes really can destroy lives. When we make conclusions based on stereotypes or preconceived biases on people, religions, places, or whatever, we continue the false narrative about one such thing. In Anand's case, stereotypes played a part in his conviction. Anand seemed to be a good person, but his life was taken away from him. He had a total future ahead of him, going to college, starting a family, buying a house, and living, but all of it was taken away. Stereotypes can destroy a person's life by ripping their future away. Because you believed what others thought, the person that the stereotype centers around is condemned to pay for the opinions of others. If you are stereotyped as a bad person for whatever reason be it, because of your sexuality, race, religion, height, weight, color, or anything, you are a bad person in society, society's eyes and will be punished for it. Being punished for someone else's words brings us full circle with the hysteria present in the crucible. In the play, hysteria was the arbiter for the supposed witches' lives. It literally destroyed their lives by sending them to gallows to hang for witchcraft. Hysteria destroys lives by again taking away people's future. Once conclusions are jumped to and rational thought is thrown out the window, nothing can stop the frenzy that is hysteria. By playing into the, this mindset, people go too far with things and eventually they will topple off a cliff, never able to return to the way things were before. Stereotypes and hysteria can destroy people's lives, but in order to resist their corrupting natures, you must take a step, step back from the situation, calm down, and think through the facts. Never let your opinions or beliefs be tainted by preconceived notions and craziness. Make your decisions based on facts and rationality. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. This, this has been, been Witch's Breakfast, Breakfast signing, signing off. off.